Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday as we come live from Palo Alto. Both co-hosts in the flesh present together for once. This is um this is truly a special moment, not only in the history of our podcast, but the history of podcasts in general. Um this is just kind of a general endorsement that if you have internet friends, go ahead and meet them if you feel comfortable. Um because we got a freaking podcast, folks. And Nico and I have had a fabulous day in the San Francisco Bay Area today. And now we're recording a freaking podcast. So I'm happy to be here. Um, and it's a meme episode, too. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So this is the one song that Ezra had actually very little to do with relative <laughs> to everything else we've covered. He had enough to do with it that I included it. But um, Hold Up by Beyonce off of her album Lemonade. Very well awarded album. Um, very well praised. I, I know you have a lot of qualms with this, Kevin, if you want to dig. Yes, yes. I don't I mean qualms is whatever. I don't want to force my own opinions on those of the listeners, but um I don't know too many of the tracks this on this record, but it's the ones that I do know are are, are quite good. This is I'll say it, this is a good song. Uh but as you know, we talked about this earlier on in the show. Um, Rolling Stone released an updated version of their 500 greatest albums of all time uh, in September of 2020. And they were big fans of this album. They ranked this album as the 32nd greatest album of all time. Um, just for some kind of standing, I guess, some reference. The number 33 album was uh, Amy Winehouse's Back to Black. Um, and the number 31 album was Miles Davis's Kind of Blue, which is the greatest jazz record of all time. Um, I don't really know if 32 is the appropriate place for this record. Oh, yeah, there I said it. I said it. I was thinking about pulling some punches, but I said it. Um, anyway, <laughs> but yeah. that being said, this is a phenomenal song. And as we'll get to these lyrics, it's very clear that Beyonce is making a case here. And yeah. I think that definitely deserves some recognition. Kevin's backtracking a little to save save himself from the beehive. From the beehive, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we have any beehive vampy weekend crossover. What's the um, Venn diagram on that one look like? I think it's just us, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're the first ones. Well, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't know about We that. talk about Ezra's a big Jay-Z fan. Um, and Ezra's obviously on here. I guess Ezra is probably an, a, yes, in, in, in the crossover. Yes, um, and that's why we're here, quite yeah. frankly. So let's talk about Ezra's involvement specifically with this song. Yeah, so the chorus of the song, hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Um, so that is an allusion to the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's song, Maps. Um, from in 2003 where it says wait they don't love you like I love you wait they don't love you like I love you maps wait they don't love you like I love you um, but the missing link between the two is Ezra because Ezra tweeted um, in 2011 um, something about what if it was hold up they don't love you like i love you instead of wait they don't love you like i love you um kind of just thinking of how you can twist those lyrics a little and get something different and so he in the studio with diplo 
played with that along with a loop from an Andy Williams song um, and created these this chorus um, that he was going to use for Vampire Weekend actually when, with an additional line saying, there's no other God above you. What a wicked way to treat the man who loves you. Well, the Beyonce altered it to, can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. So anyone who's a Vita vampire listener can definitely see that Ezra's version of that verse is very vampire sent um, on the nose about uh, Ezra's relationship with God. It fits very much in modern vampires of the city's themes of kind of this agnostic viewpoint of what is God, what is my relationship with it. Um, and Beyonce uses it and alters it slightly in order to communicate instead the story of betrayal from the man she loves cheating on her, um, Jay-Z. So that is where Ezra comes in from what I understand. It's a really interesting story. And the way you lay it out there, it feels very Kanye. You know, we take this chopped up pop song, this Andy Williams song, which I'd never heard of until just a few minutes ago, but it's pretty much the hook for this song, mm -hmm. right? And then we take this lyric from another song, change it up a little bit because Ezra Koenig thought it was a good idea. Turns out it was. So this is obviously an original work, but it's an amalgamation of things that had come previously. And it's fascinating to see that done in a new, unique way. Yeah, so Can't Get Used to Losing You by Andy Williams is um, the sample, main sample used here. But there's also a sample at the end of a Soldier Boy song. So this kind of comes all over the place, sampling the 1963 Andy Williams song, a Soulja Boy song, um, Maps, Yeah, 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 from by Yeah, 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 Yeahs. And so it's kind of all over the place in the history of music. And like you said, it very much feels like a Kanye joint where it's all sliced together and made into a cohesive track. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think some people were critical of Beyonce about these all being stuff that didn't come from her. Um, but Ezra defended her with that same logic in that it is just as hard to make a cohesive version with all of these different things together from other pieces. Because additionally, verse one, um, or no, the refrain, is was actually written by Father John Misty. And so what's worse looking jealous or crazy, jealous or crazy, or like being walked over lately, walked all over lately, I'd rather be crazy. So that was actually written by Father John Misty. And so you can see there's a lot of collaboration happening on this song, take, taking elements from all different kinds of genres. Yeah, it's it's really unique take, like you say. You're 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 trying to pull everybody in, and you look at the Wikipedia page of this thing, and there's just, I mean, there's a million people tangentially involved, and it's it's cool that you had so many people behind it because you're really trying to deliver a very powerful message here. I mean, this is really correct me if I'm wrong here, but this is like the first time people realize that, like, oh shoot, 
Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce, right? This was this was when because I don't there was never like a public admission of that, right? But yeah. this was this was how that came to be. Yeah, so, yeah. So it was definitely I remember there was a lot of hype around the song when it came out because of that. And the music video too, which we'll get to. Um, but the music video kind of communicates that um and became a lot of memes across the, the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, the the music video, if we want to dive into that, um, starts off with a poem that goes, I tried to change, close my mouth more, tried to be soft, prettier, less awake, fasted for 60 days, wore white, abstained from mirrors, abstained from sex, slowly did not speak another word. In that time, my hair, I grew past my ankles. I slept on a mat on the floor. I swallowed a sword, I levitated into the basement, confessed my sins and was baptized in a river, got on my knees and said, amen, and said, I mean, I whipped my own back and asked for dominion at your feet. I threw myself into a volcano. I drank the blood and drank the wine. I sat alone and begged and bent at the waist for God. I crossed myself and thought, I saw the devil, I grew thickened skin on my feet, I bathed and bleached and plugged my menses with the pages from the holy book. But still inside me, coiled deep, was the need to know, are you cheating? Are you cheating on me? It's beautiful that we took, we have, first of all, I think the, the coolest thing about this is, I'm pretty sure Beyonce says, sword, with the W pronounced, if I remember correctly, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But, you know, of all the, like, yes queen songs that are out there this one feels so genuine you know what i mean like because it's it does feel real and we, we have to assume it's real we have to assume that jay-z did a cheat on beyonce which we can get into but one of the worst mistakes in human history i think we have to say <laughs> um, but so cool to lead with that and the scene that you see in the music video is beyonce in this sort of like like exquisite looking bedroom and it's all underwater and then when the song actually begins it's her opening the doors of this big big building this big like ornate house or museum looking thing and water just rushes out and then she starts confidently singing these lyrics here um i mean what an incredible delivery seriously yeah I, i think there's something we said about the poem that said before the song it definitely contributes to the sense that this relationship has taken on a spiritual lens in a certain sense. And I think that's why Ezra's original lyrics are able to be collaborated into this song about cheating. Because by viewing this relationship in the lens of a spiritual sense, it is able to create a broader brush and also a bigger stage for the reveal. Yeah, great way to put it, great way to put it. Um, So how exactly did this work? Did did Beyonce reach out to Ezra? Yeah, I want to say on Time Crisis, they talked about it at one point. Um, And I don't think Beyonce was the one who like reached out. But yeah, I think some of her people reached out and Um, maybe Diplo was the middle man there. Um, But I do know that 
uh, Ezra was included in the people who went on stage to accept the award for Lemonade, um, or for this song specifically mm -hmm. for best pop performance. Okay. So he had a major role um, in the lens of Beyonce, I would assume. But yeah, it's it's unclear exactly how how this connection happened, but uh, pretty pretty interesting that it exists. <laughs> so, what sort of future odds could we put on a Beyonce feature for LP five? Ooh, now now we're talking. Uh, the Empire Weekend. I mean, Father of the Bride was the first time they sampled anything, right? Or not sampled, but um, had features. So, True. That's a good point. So maybe we, we already have possible. Steve Lacey. We already have Daniel Hyme. So we what's could, next? We could Jerry have, Seinfeld. I was going to say in the music video. That's so. true. The the ultimate sample, the, the cameo. <laughs> so what else do we need? I yeah, Beyonce. I, I'd say it's pretty much it. Beautiful music video, by the way. Um, it l later goes on to basically Beyonce's walking around in some town, and most of the song, most of the music video, she's not even like singing obviously the singing's happening in the background but she's not lipping the words she's walking confidently through the town and then like this this like this town space and then she at some point picks up a baseball bat and starts smashing stuff which yeah. is an understandable emotion the baseball bat says hot sauce I believe. does it really i think that's so. cool and um the whole time through she's actually got a bit of a smile on her face which is funny i don't know if it's kind of like a mad like gallows humor kind of thing or She's actually like feeling better about the situation now that she knows that Jay Z's cheating on her. Yeah, yeah, he she definitely portrays this confidence and character, and has this very brazen yellow dress um, that um, a lot of people said she's representing Ocean, um, O S H U N, this spirit or deity that is um, the goddess of divinity, femininity, fertility, beauty, and love in a lot of African religions. And so, yeah, I think that's a perfect fit to the song where we just talked about how there's a spiritual lens used for a relationship. Um, and in the song, Beyonce gains the confidence to look past this cheating and realize she's worth more than that um which i i think that ocean character definitely would mm -hmm. would as well so it, it definitely makes sense for for that the language of um above you and in the poem prior um dominion at your feet cross myself in thoughts um, bent at the waist of God, baptized on my knees, just lots of religious imagery present throughout all of the song and the music video. So it definitely makes sense for her, for her to represent a spiritual imagery as well. Yeah, it's definitely different because we're so used to doing this vampire weekend thing where it's either vignettes or it's very cryptic. Here, it's pretty clear what the song is about. And yet, it's we're, we're speaking more about how each individual line conveys the message as a whole and kind of like what you said right there we have that imagery there's some great great lines in here um let's imagine for a moment that you never made a name for yourself or master wealth they had you labeled as a king 
never made it out the cage, still out there moving in them streets, never had the baddest woman in the game up in your sheets. That's an incredible, that's an incredible verse. Um, well done, Beyonce. I'm feeling better about the song as we go in. I might actually have to give this record a front to back. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I, I would agree with you. There's, there's a lot here. Um, and I will say, if any of you haven't listened to um, the podcast, um, you told me about it. What's it called? Um, <laughs> uh, dissect. Dissect. Yes. They do go. a great analysis on this whole album front to back. And so I would highly recommend them um, for all Beyonce lemonade knowledge. Mm. But um, yeah, no, just diving into the song and seeing the connections um, and seeing how Beyonce is able to take kind of this vampire weekend sense of a song with this religious imagery and convert it into something that relates to her message on Lemonade is pretty interesting um, and pretty unexpected. Yeah, it's um, it's well done. I don't know what else to say. I, um, I straight up had never heard this song before a few hours ago, quite literally was the first time I heard it. And I, um, I might actually save it to my phone now. It's quite nice. <laughs> Yeah, so. that makes it sound bad. This is actually a really good song. I'm happy to. I'm happy that we got to do this. <laughs> so, favorite line? I, I don't think we need to do a deep dive since we are Beyonce experts. But um, favorite line definitely needs to be covered. Yeah, I really like that line I just said. Let's imagine for a moment that you never made a name for yourself. It's kind of like a. It comes at a turning point because that's kind of like the bridge for this song. It kind of comes at a turning point where it's like, yeah, this could have been totally different you know and like i'm absolutely part of this picture i think it it's kind of a it, it's it's really a, a, a moment in the song where she seems to take a stand yeah i'm gonna have to go what's worse looking jealous or crazy jealous or crazy that's great oh i just noticed it's jealous or crazy jealous and crazy oh that's a nice there we go little, a little wrinkle there about. yeah um yeah i'll go with that then top five should we do top five vampire weekend songs or should we break <laughs> something else as a top five? That's a, that's a good question. Yeah, we could do, I don't know. This is going to sound terrible. I don't know five Beyonce songs because my first thought would be to rank those. Um, we could do five top five Jay-Z songs, but that would kind of feel wrong. Um, Top five cheating songs. Top five cheating songs. Um, or just songs about scorned women. Um, okay. You're so vain by Carly Simon. Uh, you, um, you stole it for me. Yeah, that's I think that's it. That's, that's gonna, everyone's that's, number one. We can just quit actually. I think that's good enough. Um I can't think I mean I can't even think of one after that that even comes close. Yeah, I think you're so vain. Uh, you probably think this song is about you. Oh, I know it. Another one. Um, the Carrie Underwood song. Um, oh, Before He Cheats. Before He Cheats. That's a fantastic yes. one. Yes. Um, did Joni Mitchell ever do a cheating song? She had to have at some point. There's, there's cheating songs. Oh, um, there's a lot. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Um, Say My Name by Destiny's Child definitely deserves honorable mention. Oh, that different kind of cheating song, but OPP by Naughty by Nature. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I've heard that one. We'll listen to it after the show. <laughs> uh, Jolene is... Me a River. I wouldn't call Jolene... Actually, Heard of the Grapevine is... It has to be top five. Um, 
Jolene, I wouldn't really call a cheating song. It's kind of like a hey, it's okay song. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm ready for my top five. Okay. So I'm going to go Before He Cheats, You're So Vain, Cry Me a River. Oh, wait. No, sorry. Scratch that. Mr. Brightside, number one. Is that really a cheating song? She's calling the cab. Or. Yeah, yeah, He's I guess so. Her Shoot. Shoot. Yeah. Oh my god. But are they cheating? That's the thing. That was about are they cheating? previously in a relationship. That enti- every time I've like screamed at at a bar, that's been about cheating. <laughs> How dare you? Might need to be a Mr. I was going to say, can we throw, throw Mr. Brightside in there? <laughs> um, okay, if Mr. Brightside counts, I'm including that. Before he cheats, um, cry me a river. You're so vain, and then um, finish with um, hold up. Okay, I'm gonna go with Heard of the Grapevine's gotta go number one. Um, if we're gonna count OPP as a cheating song, I'm gonna put OPP at number two. Uh, Lion Eyes by the Eagles, number three. It's a great one that came up on here. Um, Carly Simon's You're So Vain, and um, we're just scrolling through this list now. I wanna see if there's something fun we missed here. Um, Careless Whispers, a cheating song. Let, yeah, you know what? Careless Whispers. George White. <laughs> yeah, the sax. Um, yeah, so hat for this week. Yeah, I'm wearing a um, University of Notre Dame hat, plain kind of faded navy with a gold uh, monogram on there uh, because we love our alma mater. There's really not much else to say about it. I'm also realizing this is the first time I'm seeing the, the shaking being done in process and the wait can i pick yeah this is the first this all yeah oh my gosh okay so (laughs) next week's song is gonna be houston dubai bonus track off of father the bride fantastic all the bonus tracks really quick but that sounds great houston by stay tune in next week for houston dubai take it easy folks (laughs) 